Nailed it. Got it in two. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Blondie and Tuco split the treasure and part ways at the end. Welcome to Syndication, the only podcast that's just a dirty son of a bitch. The cool, the lame, and the difficult to look at. This week we discuss the 1966 spaghetti western classic, The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. I am your host, Tyler Young. And like most other times, I'm with two other cowpokes. Who the fuck are you guys? Hey, yo, I am Devin Ellis. Hi, Devin. Hey. How's it going? Uh, it's going. I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah, been a long time. Yeah, because we are slacking in the recording department and in my editing department. Um, and I'm also pretending that we haven't seen each other as if we weren't roommates. <laughs> hey, who's this third guy over here is snickering and chuckling and ha 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 and Woody Woodpeckering? It's slow motion, Woody Wood. Hey, do you... <laughs> uh, oh, hi, I'm Matt Blondie. Uh, mm -hmm. what do they call self-portraits at the North Pole? What? Elfies. Elfies. Because <laughs> of elves. Uh, uh, it's the middle of July, Matt. <laughs> Save your Christmas jokes for later. Speaking well, when of... I originally thought up that joke, I was going to say, like, what do they call self-portraits in, like, the Tolkien, in, like, Middle Earth? But I was like, that's too nerdy. I feel like that really limits the scope. What People are going to be distracted. So I needed another kind of elf. Mm, mm. North Pole. Yeah, you totally needed that. Nailed yeah. it, Matt. That needed Thanks. to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of dumb stuff, what are we drinking? <laughs> uh, we are drinking Bullet uh, Frontier Whiskey. How oh, apropos. Whiskey. Uh, two of us are drinking it neat, as God intended. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Clean, one of us neat. straight up watered it down with ice. Uh, it's it's all right. Can you guess who? <laughs> <laughs> that that would be me, because I'm not a huge whiskey guy. So I'm Matt, telling you, it's not as good as it would have been if you had just had it neat. Like that's that can't taste very good. I don't think the two ice cubes I put in here really make that much of a difference. They do. They make a huge difference. Mm -hmm. They do. I'm sure. That's why if you're gonna do ice, you should do the one big old ice here. sphere, less surface area. Well, yeah. Less, you don't less to melt. You don't even have to drink a whole glass. Just have a sip of mine and tell me how much better it is. It's gonna be the same. You gotta do a little, just a little sip. You don't want to do too much. <clears throat> it's the same. It is not the same. It's just warmer. It's better. <laughs> so this movie, mm. Devin, you picked it. I did. Last. Uh, I don't Three think we've ago. said the name. I picked the uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I have said the name because did. I did the thing that I do every episode. Yeah. Oh. I missed it. He not only said the name, but he also did a play on the name. He said the cool, the something, and the hard to look at. The cool, the lame, the difficult to look at. That's the one. This week we discussed the 1966 <laughs> spaghetti western classic, The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. I'm hey, your host. I remember you saying this. <laughs> it was a mere two minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, so I picked uh, that movie, The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, uh, just because I, I, I knew it as a classic uh, spaghetti western, um, and I hadn't seen it. 
<laughs> so what's not the... really a whole lot of rhyme or reason to that decision. It what was on the fly, good... if you recall. It was a good pick, right? Like this is I the type so. of movie that if you haven't seen it, I would say like you haven't seen that movie, you have to watch it right now. That's what everyone's reaction has been when yeah. I've said that I haven't seen it. That's yeah. what happened last night during D and D. Yeah, uh, one of our players was like, "What? You haven't seen this movie?" And I was like, "That's right," and that's why it's in the <laughs> show. Like, that's the point of the show. <laughs> you could say that out. for any movie in our show. Shout out to Pat. Yeah. Hey, Pat. Uh, yeah, Devin, what makes this Western so spaghetti? Is it, um, Ooh, la, la. is it like a cooking kind of Western? <laughs> uh, it teach you like the difference between al, den- al dente and the other version. The or other was kind? it the presence of uh, some spicy meatballs? Yeah. Well, you know, throughout the movie, sometimes they have some good spaghetti. Sometimes it's kind of bad spaghetti, but mm. then other times it's still all right. It's just as ugly. So it could taste good. It's just ugly spaghetti. Right. Yeah. It's not really a comment on the flavor. It's just a comment on the looks of the plate of spaghetti. What mm. makes spaghetti ugly or good looking for that matter? Like what are the um, aesthetic values that make spaghetti? Like angel hair is the good, right? <laughs> <laughs> angel hair spaghetti is the good spaghetti? Like yeah. do you want sure. spaghetti lined up straight? Like very ordered spaghetti? Just dun, mm. dun, 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 dun. Or you could crisscross it. Right. right, I'm saying like, so do you want like straight up. lines and designs or is chaos in spaghetti good? I feel like that's more of a philosophical question that I'm not really qualified to answer. Oh, okay. <laughs> and yet you're just making judgments about sometimes in the movie there's good spaghetti and sometimes there's bad spaghetti. I'm just relaying, relaying the plot points of the film. I'm not saying whether or not. Totally unrelated. How much must it suck <laughs> to go to a casting call you're like oh my god my character's in the title of the movie that's great and they're like yeah you're the ugly <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> hmm. how how hurtful is that that is your it? agent sent you to that audition now is it because of his character like he's an ugly person like no 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 he just looks bad <laughs> he has a bad face <laughs> and weight and hair and he's just ugly <laughs> so this movie the good and bad and the ugly. Mm-hmm. It's just a really insulting title uh, to one of their three lead actors. <laughs> it's uh, it's about a dude who steals Confederate gold. He has two hundred thousand dollars worth hidden, and three people are after it. It's basically the plot. <laughs> one guy is um, like hired. He's a hired like contract killer to go find them and get the money. Um. The bad. He's the bad. That's Angel Eyes, uh, which was actually a nickname that um, wasn't originally written in the script. Clint Eastwood came up with that on the set because of the actor, just the way you let start calling him Angel Eyes, and so they started using it in the movie. That sounds like a compliment. Were you guys? <laughs> yeah. Were you guys super surprised when he took his hat off midway through the movie and was like bald underneath? I was like, oh shit. Uh, Angel, Angel Eyes. Yeah, I thought he had like a full head of hair under there. I didn't yeah, notice. A little bit. Oh, he was hardcore balding. Hmm. The other two, the good and the ugly, they are <laughs> business partners who are in, uh, they're conning people. They're going from town to town, pulling a scam. Blondie uh, was not that good. And Tuco was not that ugly. Uh, No, the, I mean, yeah, the, the goodest of them was still bad. He's <laughs> still not a good person. Um, Multiple times in the movie, they tried to kill each other, Tuco and uh, Blondie, the man with no name. And yeah, they basically they learn about this gold. They find 
the guy who stole it in the first place, but he's dying. And <laughs> he gives the location of where the money is hidden in a grave uh, and where the grave site is. And then he's like desperate for water and he's about to die. And so Tuku's like, wait, 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 don't die. Hang on. And he leaves to go get water. And while he's gone, the guy tells Blondie what the grave is, the name on the grave, but doesn't tell him what graveyard it is and then dies. And so now the two, you know, the good and the ugly, they have two halves of this secret of where the gold is. Uh, and Angel Eyes has no idea where, what, like any of this. So he's looking after, he's looking for these two. Those two are now trying to keep each other alive when they were trying to kill each other because they only have half of the secret. And then eventually a bunch of hijinks ensue. They all find their way to the graveyard. There's a classic Mexican standoff or called a, or a truel. A that's, truel? A truel. A triple duel. That's right. That's what that's called. A truel. That's right. <laughs> Uh, used in um, many Quentin Tarantino films <laughs> since. And uh, the good kills the bad, leaves the uh, ugly with half uh, half the cash, and, uh, and rides off in the sunset. The end. And uh, this is a prequel to the... It's like the, the Dollars trilogy. There's um, Fistful of Dollars in 64. Then the next year, 65, is a few dollars more. And then this is the prequel that starts off the whole thing. Uh, the Good, the Bad, the Ugly, which is one year later, so it's three years, three movies. And uh, apparently Clint Eastwood's kind of a jerk and hard to work with uh, at the time. And uh, didn't like the movie when it came out. He didn't? <laughs> nope. Why not? Uh, he thought like it was too bloated, and he thought that Tuco was the only fleshed out character. He also didn't like the that idea. That is true. Yeah. The movie's yeah. about Tuco. He is the main character in my yep. book. No, yeah. 100%. It doesn't even follow Blondie. Which I kind of like that he like just shows up here and there, you know, he's in the periphery. It makes him kind of larger than life as a character. He just kind of floats in and out uh, where you're following Tuco and his misadventures, which is great because he's the most charismatic. He's the most fun to watch, you know. Best character in that movie. Yeah, I say so. Yeah, uh, Blondie was very plain. He didn't really have like a huge personality at all. He was just kind of there and like being... Hey, cool. I'm, I'm a badass. <laughs> squints a lot. And he's like, I'm a dude. <laughs> I'm a cowboy. Don't you worry, Sergeant. You just stay alive long enough to hear the dynamite. Because <laughs> I'm so edgy. <laughs> what did you guys think about... Oh, so number one, Tuco was played by Eli Wallach, a not Mexican person, a Jewish person. Listen, don't think too hard about it. Mm. <laughs> Uh, his brother, uh, the character's brother, Pablo, the father, also not a Mexican person. All the extras were Spanish soldiers, actual Spanish soldiers, because uh, this whole movie was filmed in Spain. Hmm. Spanish That makes sense. It looks much more Spanish than yeah, uh, southwestern We were watching United it. Uh, Devin pointed out that like the deserts were in sometimes did not look like any kind of Midwestern desert. They were like actual sand oh. dunes and stuff. Yeah, and no, like, the where? desert... Is that? <laughs> I bet that's like Tunisia or something. That's like the go-to for people to film. It's all in Spain. Are there deserts in Spain? Yeah. I didn't know that. Interesting. Like sand dune deserts? Yeah. Oh. I suppose. I mean, that's where the whole movie was filmed. They didn't just pop over the Straits of Gibraltar and do some North African stuff? I don't think so. Not that uh, I read anyway. All right. Fair enough. Cannot confirm, but doesn't... I, I don't think so. It's canon! Um... <laughs> Also, so Eli Wallach, he played Calvera in The Magnificent Seven, which we did in episode four. 
Hey. Another Mexican <laughs> villainous dude. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, aside from that, like if you don't, if you turn your brain off and go like, okay, well, I was 1966. He was an amazing character. I loved him. I loved every minute he was in the movie. Yep. I couldn't stop watching him. You know who would make a really good Mexican villain in a Western? Woody Allen. He would play what? Was he in something as a Mexican villain, or are you just being funny? No, I'm just being funny. I mean, he's Jewish. That's like the only thing <laughs> oh. that matters, right? I get sure. I mean, <laughs> this is a joke. It's like, okay, never mind. <laughs> totally landed. What do you guys think of the... Uh, so it was weird. Like, Dev and I, I think, at the same moment went like, wow, someone spoke finally. It took 10 minutes. It took so long minutes. for dialogue to start. It was just shot after shot of people just staring at each other. It would be like them in the distance, close-up shot of their face. Them in the distance, close-up shot of the other person's face. Do you remember what I said to you when you said this was the movie? I said, um, it's really good, and when you watch it, you're going to realize that like all the tropes of Westerns that you thought were like broad actually were just like from this series of movies. Yep. It felt, and this may have just been me, but they used those tropes so much that it felt almost like a satire of itself at times. Well, they invented it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's what I'm, that's what I mean, because yeah. it's such a, like a common thing yeah. nowadays. They used yeah. it so much like the, just that sound effect, that song that they would play that, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. They the played that so many times for like anything that was mildly like a Western thing or just an action thing that happened in the film. What do you think that looked like in the script? He puts a spoonful of soup in his mouth. Cue weird music sound effects. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Cue, cue swelling score or whatever, you know. Or like they did uh, when they blew up the bridge uh, and all the cannons were going off afterwards um, on, on the Yankee side and they had just like Fast zoom, cannon shot, fast zoom, cannon yeah. shot. They did like 12 of them yeah. in a row. <laughs> and I crazy. love that it's just reactionary firing. They're just like, ah, ah the Blu-ray bridge, fire. <laughs> and they're just firing at nobody. They're ah, release all the... It's like brick and anchor man. Loud noises. <laughs> I don't know what we're yelling about. Yeah. Um, yeah, so speaking of the music, fucking iconic. So like that soundtrack, the title soundtrack, the wow, wow, is forever intrinsically tied yeah. to the western genre so iconic that you can't think of western without someone going oh wah, wah, wah. <laughs> you know like a western you know or like and anytime someone's like okay we're having a shootout and you know someone yeah. does the finger guns they're invariably gonna do that sound you know yeah. but like aside from that too just throughout the movie um like for instance the the right in the beginning when angel eyes kills that dude after he gets the the name you know bill carson kills uh, the whole family basically uh no no not the wife because the wife comes in and there's the wife and the younger son i think right? yeah they run in and they see you know the family members dead and there's like the the horns they're doing the maddening like like super super loud and high pitch and it's like this this horror movie scene and then they do a, a point of view shot from her point of view looking at the family and then it like the camera swings upwards and they cut right to her swinging down to like you know pass out mm-hmm <laughs> Incredible. It was amazing. Like yeah. I did not expect that in a 1966 film. That whole scene was um, framed in really interesting ways because we so recently came off of um, Citizen Kane, like that shot mm. where you've got the father in the foreground and Angel Eyes silhouetted 
is still you know in deep focus in, in the, the door, the door in the door yeah. frame just a silhouette great great stuff yeah. really great stuff i love that character too that that actor that plays uh angel eyes like hmm. I, I love that that look like he's just like everything about him is just piercing it just pierces <laughs> everything <laughs> i just don't know why he played everything so intelligently the entire movie that it just felt like he got stupid at the end for the plot at mm-hmm. one point uh, when they were in the bombed out town and Blondie just like stands up and walks away and rather than being like no sit the fuck down like what are you doing he was like oh let's send one guy after him <laughs> <laughs> like that was I just didn't I mean he's your prisoner right like they made no there, there was no like when I think at first he tried to convince Blondie that they would be partners right yeah, yeah, I mean, but as kind soon of as going together, but as soon as the other ten guys showed up, it was clear five. to clear to everybody that uh, Blondie was like was a prisoner, mm-hmm. right? And that's why he ended up turning against him. And so I don't understand why Angel Eyes like that was just weird to me. Like he's your prison, take his guns. And don't let him wander around. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Yeah, he's like, basically, like, in my mind, there's no dialogue, but it was basically like, all right, I'm going to go take a piss. He, like, gets up and kind of, like, saunters off for a second. And so, you know, Angel Eyes is like, hey, go watch him piss, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, and then like they didn't hear the gunfire because, you know, basically Blondie just turns around and then saunters off. He doesn't, like, like... Two houses away. Yeah. <laughs> that was a little strange. And then he runs, right? Like, that was the other weird part was he didn't... I mean, he's supposedly one of the best gunfighters in the West, right? Like Blondie? Uh, Angel Eyes. Angel Eyes. What? Like, why did you cut and run? Help your, like, six dudes kill the two dudes. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Probably because he didn't want to split the profits of the, of the treasure, I guess, at that point. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Because he's the bad. <laughs> the bad. So bad. Uh, there's a moment, uh, there's, it's two moments. It's when Blondie says to Tuco, adios, when he's leaving him for dead. <laughs> and then the tables turn later on and, uh, Tuco says the same thing, uh, when he, you know, makes Blondie get the, you know, put the noose over his head and he goes, adios. I love this. Yeah. And it's the same, it's the same moment flipped. Uh, but, the, uh, in the subtitles, whenever they both say adios, it says, you know, speak Spanish. That's it. <laughs> it just says speak Spanish. As you just, all they say is adios. Like, oh, I wonder what they said. Something in Spanish. Something in Spanish. <laughs> we'll after, never know. After you pointed that out uh, the first time, they've d- they did it a few times with other words as well. Did they? Um, yeah, they did. It's super funny. It's it's all very simple Spanish, right? Gracias. <laughs> speak Spanish. <laughs> Speaking Spanish. <laughs> That's super funny. Uh, so the the ADR. What do you guys think of like the constant ADR? I hated it. I couldn't. I can't stand that in general. Right? If it's if it's being dubbed from another, e- even if it's being like if it's an English dub for like a non English movie, still not a huge fan of that. But when it's in an English movie and it's just dubbed over just for the sake of the the filming process, right? It still it bothers me when the words don't match the lips Devin how would you feel <laughs> if I said that uh, that Clint Eastwood uh, Wallach and I forget his name off the top of my head because I didn't write it down the guy who plays Angel Eyes they're the only ones that spoke English in the movie I mean 
you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> yeah. But still, it's an Italian movie. They were the they mostly had the. Uh, it was it originally, like acted in Italian. What do you mean? It was an Even Italian like, movie. Yeah. What really? The three main characters, and I think there's a couple of side characters that do some English too. But the three main characters are the only ones that filmed the movie speaking English. Everyone else is speaking Italian and Spanish, and they dubbed over English on it, and that's no why way. it looks crazy sometimes that's and way off. Bananas. Yeah. I didn't know that. And then they didn't want the main characters to sound so different from everyone else, so they just ADR the entire movie. I think if you have the option to not ADR, you should not ADR because I don't think it's I think they good. made the best I mean, choice. I think in this but, day and age, yeah, but like I also just accept that as a part of movie making from that period of time. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I understand it as a product of the times. I still think it's I don't know how it did bother people then, but I still think it bothers me. It's just noticeable. Did it you guys is. notice there was a hair in the lens for like an entire scene at one point? We noticed a couple of things. We saw a fly yep. yeah, that was on the film. We also saw this moment when they are right before uh, they get captured by the Yankee soldiers when they're covered in dust mm-hmm. and they're, he starts shouting, yay for the hooray for the confeder- confederacy or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, all the way around, but yeah. Yankees are blue, right? No. Jeez. Yes, Yankees are blue. It's the the yeah okay I'm sorry I'm getting confused the blue because yeah. they're covered in gray dust right right yeah okay okay so uh yeah so when they're <laughs> right before that scene uh right before they get captured uh there's a a moment where like the film got damaged or something like that but it starts like all the colors go all wonky for a while and you start seeing like artifacts and like these color flares and light flares and stuff all over the film. You didn't see that? It's like a weird yellow film that like shows up over the, like almost like in the editing process, someone had like spilt something on the the reel. Like, ah, fuck. And they couldn't get it all off. It's just like, I kind of liked it. You know, that's add some uh, old Western charm to it. Kind of did. Yeah. You got to love like Pun intended, uh, the filmmakers were really shooting from the hip, right? Like, a lot of this was just like, <laughs> oh, just man. get it on film. We'll fucking maybe sort of fix it later. Fix it in post. I loved, I fucking loved the end of the movie. The whole the whole last, oh, like, yeah. 10, 15 minutes of the movie was incredible. I was on the edge of my seat almost literally, like, because oh, I didn't know. I didn't know who was going to do what at the I end know what was gonna at the Mexican standoff but even before that when when uh, Tuco's there and he's trying to find frantically find the the grave he's just like they you know they made that that's a not a real graveyard it's um a set that was just made by the pyrotechnics hmm. team weirdly um so it's like five thousand grave I think no oh, shit I can't remember if it's five hundred five thousand it's a lot and it's all fake they just made them all um and then did the little paved like stone thing in the center Oh, can you top me off here? Yep. Devin, give me yours. No. <laughs> We're taking a quick, quick second to to get some booze. We couldn't just... God. 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 God There's man. somebody in between us. Why wouldn't we do that? Woo! That'll put hair on your chest. Yeah. Tuco is frantically running around trying to search for uh, Arch Stanton, the grave, uh, the name on the grave uh, with the money. And there's this amazing thing where he's like, Running and running and running and doing this like awesome like his his actual like physical movements were really great looking because he's like uh, yeah, <laughs> he looks uh, so frantic his like arms are out. he's like he looks like a rat yeah looks like he's because his arms are up because he's like I, I gotta find it gotta find it gotta find it and he's just Whoa, not you this know, one no. I love you know what that it looks scene. like yeah. Do, I assume you guys have seen the Harry Potter movies 
Yeah. You remember the one with the guy that could turn into the rat, Wormtail yeah. or whatever his name was? Mm-hmm. There's a scene where he's running and he's like trying to do rat-like mannerisms and he like does this with his hands. And that's like what Tuco was doing. For the listening audience, uh, Matt put his hands up in front of his body and did the little <laughs> T-Rex things <laughs> when he said this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like a thriller. Yeah. <laughs> na, na, na. <laughs> But the the way the camera is just they'll 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 cut between the camera just spinning past graves just in a circle just just all the graves are going and then they cut to that same kind of shot but Tuco's there in the foreground running like uh, looking and it looks that was really cool really like disorienting and really like oh my god like you're about to like fall over and pass out yourself. I wonder how they did that. I wonder if it's just a zoom lens and they were just tracking him. I think so. So that the background was, you know, moving by at a faster pace. I think they had to, yeah, like they were just moving with him at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I thought that scene was great. I thought it, it was long, right? Like it was a good amount of time that he's just frantically running around and they're playing this huge dramatics, you know, of the, of the main score. And they play it to the point where you get through like two of the main riff or chorus or whatever it was, um, the main build of the song. And it's, it's like it's a good amount of time and I kind of liked it because it's like it's going to take him a while to yeah. find the grave. Right. And it felt reasonable and still still like it was cutting down on the actual amount of time. It it, it felt right. It felt it felt like a, a good, good, good way to extend that scene. Um, I really liked it. I kind of would fun. say that about the entire movie. Like I was really not looking forward to watching three hours of a movie. And, and, like, I was taking a lot of notes and doing some research while we were watching it. So, like, I wasn't, like, 100%, like, in every single moment. But it didn't feel very long. Like, I was I was pretty invested all the way through, especially, like, in moments where there's no dialogue. I thought that I would be really, really, you know, bored. Like, all right, all right, let's just get to it. But no, like, the just everyone's emotions are right there on their face. And every stare, every glare had a lot behind it, a lot of tension behind it. And I felt every moment of it. It was great. I thought it was really well done. It's not a subtle movie, but it's a it's a good movie. Yeah. I mean, that's most of, like, that's, I think, part of what I love so much about Westerns. Uh, I've been I'm kind of a Western kick in the last couple of years, uh, you know, starting with Deadwood. Uh, where, yeah, no one's subtle. Everyone's blunt. Everyone's very, like, pragmatic. Everyone's just like, well, <sighs> I'm going to have to kill you then. You know, that kind of stuff. I love that. Where everyone's just like, there's no beating around bushes. There's no, you know, there's no pussyfooting, if you will. There's a lot of just like, all right, you know, it's you or me, buddy. <laughs> yeah. And I'm me, so. I thought almost the opposite. I thought that, at least in this movie, there's a lot of things that go unspoken, right? Like, everyone just, like, looks at each other with these dramatic stares and then knows what the deal is. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's so much lack of dialogue in this movie. There's so many scenes where characters are just staring at each other and then acting on facial expressions or social cues. I don't know. I don't know what, how they know what's supposed to be happening. Cause everyone's a bastard in the West. So we're knows <laughs> like, well, what point is there, you know, are they going to turn on me? And it was always violence, right? Yeah. It was always like, <clears throat> if they're not saying anything or they're just staring, like it's threat of death, right? Yeah. That was always the, the thing that was being communicated, but the specter of death was hanging over every moment. <laughs> did you guys know? Hey, Hey, did you know that uh, Sergio Leone <laughs> spoke barely any English and Eli Wallach uh, spoke barely any Italian. So they just use French to talk to each other. No. Yeah. 
That is true. That is interesting. So wait, how did he talk to other members of the cast? Does um, I think Clint Eastwood speaks some Italian. Italian. Yeah, oh, wow. I'm not I sure. I have to look that up. But that's yeah. You know what he does speak? Chair. What solid political joke from like two elections oh, ago? Oh right, that was so weird. <laughs> what so fucking weird? Uh, you know, it's kind of established that Clint Eastwood, the man, is not a great guy, and is, is also, he not? Yeah, not really. I don't really know anything about him. There's I only, don't know much about him. I know he is conservative. I don't know if that's what Tyler means. <laughs> well, no. I mean, it doesn't help. <laughs> Bad guy. <laughs> no, I don't. It certainly doesn't help. But there's there's been like a lot of like conjecture and rumors and stuff and like you know books being written from people that knew him they're like yeah he was not great and the stories i heard about him in this movie like that he was kind of a pill you know didn't he was like really vocally against it when it came out and he's like oh yeah i didn't get enough screen time basically he didn't want to like share the movie with you know uh eli willock basically because it was it was a movie about tuco and he kind of shows up a bunch did you, not to take you completely off course, but I was realizing this. Did you realize there's never a scene with Blondie if Tuco isn't nearby? Like, literally, the movie follows Tuco. Yeah. It's I like crazy. that. I, I yeah. really like that. Uh, I did not expect that. I thought the movie was going to be Clint Eastwood centered, right? I thought it was going to be a movie about that, him. That's how yeah. I remembered it. Right? Because I've seen this before, and I remembered it as a movie. There were multiple things. Like, I remembered it as being about Blondie. I did not remember any of the anti-war stuff. This is an anti-war movie. And, like, my memory was just that it was a Western with no message. I did not expect the whole Civil War aspect at all. And they, like, they're right in the front lines in a couple of scenes. I thought it was great. I really liked that, that captain, by the way. <laughs> the drunk? The unhinged <laughs> drunk captain. He's like, I just want to blow up this fucking bridge. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it. I've blown it up. Boom! <laughs> in here. I destroyed it all. It's a court-martial offense to imagine to dream of blowing it up. A serious crime. Even to think of destroying that bridge is just... Why not really blow it up, Captain? <laughs> and the good, the cool thing is, too, it's not just because he's like, I don't know, some kind of anarchist or just like nihilism. It's like he wants to stop the fighting and killing and he's sick yeah. of it and he's, he's drowning out his fears and his frustrations with alcohol. And he's just like, oh, man, if I could just blow up this fuck. I've thought about it so many times. Like, I have a whole plan. And then I when, shouldn't be telling you this, but. Yeah. And it. then when these two. I think <laughs> he was, was kind of doing it because he was A, drunk, and B, because these guys, I think he sends something like, I think you're two drifters who don't really have any side here. So I'm going to tell you this plan because maybe, wink, wink, something will happen. <laughs> wink, wink to the bridge. <laughs> wink. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I love that whole sequence. Hey, did you know <gasps> that the uh, the scene where Tuco cuts the the chain in his um, handcuffs almost killed the actor? What? How? Because he really did that stunt. That train really rolled by over I was saying, his head. I was like, I feel like he's really close to that train. <laughs> yep, and what the stunt team and everyone else didn't really take into account or figure was that there were steps that were that came off of the train a little bit and went right over the actor's head and had he sat up like mere inches would have been decapitated uh, decapitated fuck are you that. talking about the guy that was on the tracks or eli wallach no that was a dummy um eli wallach was really there and that train really went over his head um and steps went 
right over his head. So had he like sat up or looked up at all, he would have died. I always wonder, I see these scenes uh, in this movie a lot where there's like a guy on a horse and like someone either shoots at the horse or like an explosion goes off and the horse just falls over and the guy falls off the horse. Like, is that all? It looked all real. Another fun fact, Eli Wallach again, Tuco, (laughs) almost died again uh, during one of the scenes in the beginning where uh, they shoot the noose, like the rope. Well, he wasn't really, like, tied up with, you know, like, he had a rope around his neck, but he wasn't really, like, tied up to a noose. But when they shot one of the guns off, the horse really did actually get scared and run off with Eli on the horse. And he really was tied up, so he couldn't do anything. So he was just, like, riding on this horse with the noose around his neck, like, ah, like, just off into the distance. And he was just hanging on for dear life with his legs, like, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> Until they had to, like... The crew like caught up to it and like had to like calm it down and wrangle him and everything. Because falling off a horse is dangerous. Like, yeah, the, I mean, look at Christopher Reeves. <laughs> People get really fucking hurt doing yeah. that. You can become a quadriplegic, mm-hmm. famously. <laughs> um, did you know that in the introductory <laughs> scenes for the main characters, uh, where they establish who's the good, the bad, and the ugly, um, each character shoots three people each. Because he, there's three of them. There's three of them, and there's three is a perfect number, which they visit later on. Oh, yeah. Uh, he did say three is a perfect number. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what that meant. I was like, what? Who says three is a good number? <coughs> well, that's people. a religious. Yeah. yeah. What? Christian people. Three is also the lowest number to make a plane. A it plane? is a literal perfect, oh, like plane. mathematically a perfect. Mathematical plane. Yeah. It's a mathematical perfect number. Like six is actually a mathematical perfect number. And then twenty eight is the next one. Uh, also, in like um, like Greek architecture, it's all in threes because I don't know, just because it's like the the historical like they decided. Yeah, it just I don't know. Triangles can uh, take architecturally. <clears throat> triangles are like the strongest shape. Yeah, that is also true. That's also true. <laughs> Uh, did you know that Clint Eastwood told. was a non-smoker and hated smoking cigars during the movie? And at one point, this is according to Eli Wallach, at one point he said uh, to Sergio Leone, uh, Leone, uh, is it Leone or Leone? I think it's Leone. Okay. Yeah. He, he told Leone, uh, you'd better get it this time because I'm about to throw up. <laughs> he hated smoking. <laughs> he is smoking cigars in almost every scene of yeah. that film. So if you were to watch it again... Just imagine Clint Eastwood every time going like gross, 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 because he wasn't a smoker. Never, never was. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty funny. Did they not have uh, fake cigars at that time? Uh, I don't know. If, I mean, do they now? Yeah. Yeah. Do I they? know. What's his face that played Don Draper? What's that guy's name? John Hamm. John Hamm uh, had like given up smoking years before he got cast in that show. Oh, hey, you want to see Abed's impression of Don Draper? Cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, they gave him something. They were, like, just herbal leaves or something. Yeah. You're still lighting something on fire and pulling it into your mouth, right? Yeah, but different plants have different levels of being carcinogenic. And also nicotine or the lack of nicotine, which is addictive. Tar. I guess, but that, but that stuff Some is all, tar. like, long-term problems. You smoke one cigarette, you're not in any danger. Yeah, but these movies take a long time to shoot, right? Okay, you smoke a month's worth of cigarettes, I'd still say you're not that much in danger. Yeah, probably not. I think it's supposed to be, like, I don't know. I'm guessing, but... but you could get hooked if I did. You're I didn't smoking. know that there were fake cigarettes. I figured that, like, cigarettes are what you'd smoke if you're smoking a fake joint, you know, in a movie. They just give you tobacco, but... 
I think they just roll you a real joint. No. No, those fake stuff. Because I know there's there's been, like, I've seen, like, uh, interviews with, with people. I think it was, like, Kirsten Dunst at one point was supposed to be smoking, like, tobacco or fake whatever, but didn't realize that they had given her, like, real weed. So, like, on set, like, in the scene, she smokes a real, like, big ass fat blunt <laughs> and then the next and then she keeps trying to act and she's like holy shit like, like, she wasn't like much of a smoker she got like super crazy high like, that's super funny <laughs> what movie was that oh I, I don't know like i just i just remember seeing that one of like you know she's on the you know leno or whatever that's great yeah so let's get to ratings uh matt what do you think what do you think of it eight five eight five eight five you're doing a decimal <gasps> I do I do fives. That's true. You yeah. and I do fives every once in a while. I feel like that's reasonable. Me too. 20, 20 points of grading. That's that's cool with me. Yeah. Uh so why why eight five? Um really good. Really solid. It uh it manages to say something as well as be entertaining, which is always a big deal for me personally. Would you consider it a good movie and not just a good western? No, actually. Really? Like as just a film, I would consider it entertaining. I would consider so. I so I guess what what part are you asking me about? I guess like so like a, how do you feel about westerns? And B like is this does it stand up as just a great film or is this a great western film? And if you think no, it's just a great western, like maybe you don't like westerns very much. I think they're inextricably linked, right? Like it is a western. I think if you take the western out of it, it's nothing. I think what makes it a great film is that it's a great Western. So if this, if you had the same exact plot and pacing and everything, but say like in the future or whatever, it's like a cyberpunk kind of thing. You'd be like, no, this doesn't work. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. It's an interesting question. I think. Yeah. I think that's all the ones I ask. (laughs) (laughs) The plot itself is just, you know, like an Odyssey ripoff. um, Right. Okay. Like you have to go to the MacGuffin to get the thing. Yeah, right. I mean that's a lot of stories. Yeah, I know, and I'm not criticizing it for yeah. that. It's a road um, trip movie, kind so of. So it's like, yeah, exactly. It is a road trip movie. It's 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 literally like we have to go to the thing, and then there are a series of like little mini stories that happen. Yeah. Um, and after each one, our heroes escape and move on to the next one. That's I know it's been done a million times, and you know there there are different ways you can do it, and better ways you can do whatever. Like it's one of my favorite setups for a plot. Like we gotta get to X. It's gonna take a long time. I hope a lot of wacky shit doesn't happen along the way. <laughs> yeah, the know? Odyssey, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Yeah. Uh, which is the Odyssey? <laughs> which is the Odyssey? Um, I don't know. What's another good one? Uh, oh, uh, Eurotrip. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even get through the uh, uh, Get him to the Greek in recent That's a great years. one. Yeah, that's yeah. a really funny one. The fuzzy wall bit killed me. That <laughs> murdered me. <laughs> it's the funniest fucking thing. I don't think I've but seen like, that movie. So, so like, Gavin, the, it's really, really funny. Yeah. The the basic plot outline I don't think is anything special, right? So what what no. becomes interesting is what do you do with it? So I don't think the writing is particularly like I didn't think the writing was it didn't knock me out. It wasn't whatever. It was serviceable, right? I think. Yeah, exactly. Um, and obviously, the filming there, are, the filming f- flies between brilliant and hair in the lens, right? Like, <laughs> I think that kind of adds to it. It makes it feel dirtier or more western. You well, know? that's the, that's that's my point. Was that on purpose? Is, Probably not. But <laughs> that's my point. Is that like as a western, that sort of like ramshackle again, shooting from the hip like style works yeah 
I'm not sure if you take the Western context out, it's you start to be like, wait, why aren't you checking the lens? Why aren't you reshooting that? I don't know, because I would then point to like David Lynch uh, or Quentin Tarantino, who loves keeping flubs in. I know we've talked about this a bunch of times, you know, like maybe filming mistakes, editing mistake, a camera kind of like moves the wrong way sometimes, but they leave it in because it kind of works. And I think way. that's more Lynchy. I don't think Tarantino does that as much. He's pretty perfectionist. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Lynch definitely. I've, I've yeah, 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 totally. Like there are people who would just like mess up lines and try again, and he keeps it because it feels real, and right. it does in a weird way. Right. The production is something, right? It's it's a bit unlike anything else. I didn't know everybody yeah. was ADR <clears throat> except the three. Well, everybody was ADR'd, but only the three people weren't translated in it. So, like, that's a little... I don't know if that works outside the context of, like, a ramshackle spaghetti <laughs> western, you know? And also a movie from the 60s, because I've seen it done with just English films. Yeah. And just kind of, like, I'd accept it now as, like, an older staple, you know? But they also make a point, right? Like, so all of the episodes... So the production is whatever, and the writing is serviceable... But inside of that, all of the episodes build on this case. It's The war is always there. It's mm-hmm. always making a point about the inhumanity and pointlessness of the war. Um, but it also remains an entertaining road trip movie. I agree that uh, Blondie... I actually, weirdly enough, this is the only one of this trilogy that I've seen. Me too. So, so I don't know what... Uh, he's not Blondie in every movie. I forget his nicknames Joe, in the others. I think in the other ones, at least one of them. It's it's a different one for each movie. Oh, okay, so one of them is Joe, and I know that he, in the script for this one, it was Joe also. Um, but then I forget who. I think it might have been Tuco or uh, uh, Wallach uh, as Tuco just started calling him Blondie, and they started using that. Nice. Yeah. Hmm. Um, they, actually, like, not to derail you again, but like, there's a lot of like Wallach making stuff up, like improvising the movie, and they kept it like. Uh, when he's oh one one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie uh, when he goes into the shop like after being left for dead by Blondie and he shows up at that shop and he's just terrorizing that shop owner and he's like okay he's poor just, guy <laughs> yeah he's just check he's just like, drinking a bottle of liquor and then like just checking out all the guns and stuff the guy you know Wallach wasn't uh, uh, proficient with guns he didn't know guns very well and so when they're like yeah just test out everything they just like let him do whatever so he's like smelling stuff and like he does that with everything things. I yeah. love it every the, time he loots he's like he's putting things in his mouth like smelling things listening to them shake <laughs> revolvers yeah, revolvers that's all the actor. That's all Wallach. It's just so great. Improvising. And the sign that he puts in the shopkeeper's mouth, that was him. He just did it on the fly. He just kind of does this like, ah. ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the, the shopkeeper does that like dejected like, all right. That's my life. <laughs> I thought it was great. I remember when he was like, he was listening to like the barrel and then he like took all the guns apart and like yep. made a makeshift one. And then he like listens to it again pleased and then he like puts it up to the shop owner's ear and he's like you hear that that's what it's supposed to sound like i think a lot of that was just him uh the well, whole you know what they say if you want to know what's going to stick you just have to throw things against the wallock uh, oh huh. like spaghetti <laughs> right you throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks full circle baby uh wallock so the, uh, yeah right i know but then spaghetti western i tagged on to your your punchline my my great joke yeah that's right your amazing joke. Uh, and also the whole line of, um, like, you know, if you're going to shoot, shoot. Don't talk. He that he just that said that. That bathtub scene was amazing. It was amazing. By the way, 
two times in this movie, they do shooting up from something at someone who's threatening you, right? Like through the table, Angel Eyes does that. And then through the bathtub, Wallach does, or uh, uh, Tuco does that. Did, did is the scene with Han Solo in Star Wars was that just a, a blatant like homage to this or or whatever? Because did he Han shoots... Solo shoot through the table? I thought he just shot underneath the table. He shot through the table at Greedo, and he shot first. God damn it, Han <laughs> shot first. <laughs> You're welcome, nerds. <laughs> um, but yeah, that whole that whole yeah. line was just Wallach saying it, and he didn't find it funny. He was just like, I don't know, it just seemed to make sense. He just why keep talking to shoot and then but the way he said it in you know the, the line itself and the way he said it everybody on set including you know leone was like that was amazing it was the funniest thing ever and they put it in the movie but Wallach's like i, I don't know what's funny about it, it just makes sense <laughs> <He> just, <laughs> <laughs> just shoot god damn it <laughs> it's like almost kind of meta in a way yeah you know what i mean because everyone always monologues <laughs> all right brace yourselves i give the movie an eight yeah i went right back yeah we're doing ratings do you remember <laughs> Oh yeah, I wasn't prepared for that. I give it an eight. <laughs> a whiplash for yeah, no. <laughs> for basically everything that Matt said. Like I, I pretty much agree with you, Matt. Like it's it's a take it. You absolutely should see it. It's a great movie on its own. It's a great as a western, and it, I think it's it's great as just a film. I was gripped pretty much the entire time. Wow. Um. Yeah. I am actually gonna give it the lowest score. Whoa. Why does this always happen? <laughs> That's very strange. It was my pick, too. I was excited to see this. You didn't like this? I did like it. I'm still giving it a high score. It's just lower than you guys. So definitely a take it, right? Definitely a take it. Okay. Um, I would say I'd give it like a 7-7. Seven, seven, okay. Probably. So not, not, we're not too far away. We're, we're all too pretty far, much in agreement. But I'm still the lowest, which is rare. So what do you think? You know, t- take everything that we said, and what do you think makes it not quite an 8 or an 8.5 for you? So this movie felt really iconic to me, yeah. right? And I'm really glad I saw it, and I would definitely recommend it to other people just, just to see. It's an iconic Western, and it was tons of fun to watch. But there was a lot of dead air for me. Like, there's a lot okay. of, you know, uh, lack of dialogue. And when there was dialogue, the dialogue wasn't anything crazy like you were saying the the writing wasn't you know anything special well everybody working on the movie spoke a town (laughs) (laughs) i guess so or spanish or spanish (laughs) um the adr was fine you know i guess a product of the times uh but it it was a little uh, and the situation too detracting for me um but you know it it was good. I liked it. I enjoyed the. I enjoyed watching it. It was just. It was. It was a little long. Um, there was a lot of stuff not happening in the film that I, I. I thought a lot of just like looks and stares. A lot of build up. Um, yeah. For like every single scene, there was a lot of just tension, right? Um, which was fine. Yeah. But would would you have preferred they not build tension? No, <laughs> I, I don't. It just felt a little excessive to me. I guess okay. right. Right. I can see that too. Like I personally enjoyed it, but I can absolutely see like maybe cut five of those cuts away. You know, yeah, even if they just took down like a couple of those scenes, because in each one, because it happens every time. It happens every single time, right? If they left the, that tension building for a handful of of the bigger scenes, I thought it would have made more sense because they did it for everything. <laughs> yeah, right. Just like they used that fucking uh, song that wait, wait, wait. For everything, <laughs> even if it wasn't like a crazy scene, right? They would do it for the most mundane things, and they would be like, 
boom, Western. <laughs> Editor's note for myself. Hey, future Tyler, add in the wah wah wahs <laughs> the wah, throughout wah, wah. our <laughs> podcast whenever one of us says something notable. <laughs> also, I didn't uh, notice a tumbleweed scene. Did I, <gasps> did I miss it? There wasn't a tumbleweed. Was there? I didn't see any. I thought I you had there... said that there would be. I thought there was, but I think you're right. I don't remember there being a tumblewood scene in this movie. This Maybe is what I'm saying, like I remembered this movie so much differently than it's weird. Hmm. Do you like it more than you remember or less? Differently. I think if it had been what I remembered it as, I would like it less than how I like this. But I think when I was younger, <laughs> no, I get it. Right, like, no, so yeah. m- what I am interested in in movies has like, changed. Your your level of, like, enjoyment is the same, but for different reasons than right. ori- originally. Right. Yeah. It's good, right? Like, it matured as I matured. So it's not bad or ugly. No, it's good. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> Speaking of which, I have a bonus segment. Bonus segment. Bonus. Which of us do you guys think, and this is just free form, oh, is the good? Is, I already know. Yeah. Who's the good? Who's know. the bad? Or who's the good? So, Matt, you've seemed pretty confident. Who's who's who? Well, how is this working? Am I naming people? Or I don't really have any kind of rules. You this, both so. are going to vote for me to be the ugly. <laughs> I already know this is going to happen, and I'm emotionally prepared for it. I was going to say you're the bad. What? Yeah. Who's that? Make, what's that make me? I was going to put you as good, you bad, and me ugly. Yeah. How does that make any sense? I mean, so what do you guys think about me as Tuco? As the, the no, you're the bad. I'm the bad. You're angel eyes, hundred percent. What do you think? I would say you're angel eyes. Really? No yeah. question. Really? No question. Wow. You don't think I'm like weird and goofy and just you know like ultimately harmless but kind of a jerk? You know, nothing, nothing like that. I'm I, st- I'm straight bad. I think you're angel eyes. Wow. wow. <laughs> well, you have one of three options and. Two of them are taken. You guys have opened my angel eyes. <laughs> boy, boy, howdy. Man, that backfired on you. Hey, everybody. Much like the uh, troll. Write in. How do you feel? Th- yeah, no one's going to write in. <laughs> we have zero listeners. Syndication. Do you guys know how much uh, $200,000 is in today's uh, currency? Sure Devin, how much is it? It's like $4 million. Yeah. It's a lot that of fucking lot of money. money. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not surprised everyone went through all those crazy links to. So here's a question. I would I do that today for $200,000. I'd shoot somebody over it. For 200000 <laughs> Not even $4 million, just 200000 today's That's money. That's a lot of fucking money. <laughs> it is a lot of money. If yeah. you. Wait, okay, here's a question. Here's here's a plot hole. If, uh, if Blondie has $2 million to his name. Why is he like taking jobs for struggling towns in the other movies? Why does he need a fistful of dollars? Have any of us seen it? No. Well, I guess we're gonna have to watch and find out. <laughs> Maybe it'll explain. Yeah, it could be one of those things like in the beginning of the game where it's like a sequel to the first game, and you show up with everything from the first game. You're like, I'm super powered, and then someone takes away all your shit. Like maybe he's wrongfully convicted for something, and but they I take don't... all his money and his possessions, and but he still has his clothes. Because that was like a big deal that he collected the clothes that he wears in the other two movies. Well, yeah, it could movie. be that that like thing where like you get uh, you get let out of prison and they're like, all right, here's what you came in with. Sands all the good shit. Like you're two hundred. Sands all your gold. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, because they'd keep it, you know. But but here's your poncho. Here's your hat. Here's your whatever. Like, and uh, I guess 
here's a gun. Or maybe they're not. Maybe like, yeah, we kept your guns too. Go find one. No, because he keeps the guns. Because there's a thing. The guns have a uh, silver inlay that is the shape of a snake. And apparently he got that. Um, the uh, Clint Eastwood was in um, Rawhide, the TV show. You know, Rawhide. Rawhide! Yeah. <laughs> he was in that show. As a main character, and in that show, he gets those guns at some point. He kills somebody and takes their silver inlaid uh, rattlesnake guns. And, and they then, use that in this? In, in these three movies, it has them. <coughs> yeah. Hmm. Fun fact. Roll Tide. Did you know? Uh, so, next week. Next. What are we doing next week? Not week. episode week, because we got to oh. fucking... Who's we've been doing so good lately, but we're like kind of lapsing a bit, so we gotta mm-hmm. gotta tighten it up. Is Me it, included. Uh, so two weeks ago, Devin, were you available? Me? Yeah, I don't remember. Two weeks ago, you were available. Oh, I was. You, you gotta help me out. Okay. Yes, Tyler. Two weeks ago, were you available? I don't remember. No, the answer is no. <laughs> I don't remember this. Hey, uh, Tyler. A week ago, were you available? Hey, Matt, did you hear me two seconds ago when I said we and then followed up with uh, myself included that I'm a huge no, 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 part no. of this? One week ago, oh, no, you, were you were talking available. over me when I was saying that. Y- you were Matt's available a week ago. Matt's just trying to absolve himself oh. individually. Oh, thank you, Devin, for noticing that I've been available both of the weeks that we didn't do yeah, it. Yeah, but you don't do anything. Mm, I do this. You don't have... Dear listeners, any... I am committed to bringing you, <laughs> you quality podcasts. You have no podcasts. other activities aside from this. <laughs> I do love the fact that Matt has now like slid into the no actually Devin you do the least <laughs> I do the what what's up what what do you mean I do the least work for, for the, the show. podcast yeah yeah <laughs> I because I was gonna accuse Matt of doing the least I'm like no wait it was you no you I just least. show up I've also, <laughs> I've also offered to help with the work and was was told that you don't want help. I want to edit. I like editing. I'm not I have fun doing. I just want to help what, you, man. What would you want me to do? <laughs> I'm not I'm not saying that you need to do any. I was just Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I do nothing and it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it is fine. <laughs> I think I think we have a good dynamic, right? I love the pace and the dynamic we have right now. It's great. I just need to pick up my slack is what I'm saying. Hey, I have to set aside time to watch a movie. <laughs> Yeah, and then I have to show up and, and sit with my friends and talk about it. You have to take two hours like out of your hour? one whole week to watch a movie, and, and it's usually the same morning for no reason other than his own procrastination. Yeah, so that's a lot of hours in hey, one day out of the seven. I wanted to, <laughs> to watch this. <laughs> I wanted to watch this yesterday. Tyler was the one who didn't oh, want to watch okay. it. Okay, uh, ask me when I watch this. Yeah, I don't okay, care. Okay, okay. <laughs> right, right. Let's get to what we're doing next week. Let's just all agree who's it's that your pick. I'll do better. It's your, <laughs> it's your pick, right, Tyler? Yes, it is my pick. And we're going to do Modern Times, a movie from Charlie Chaplin in 1936. Hmm. Yay. Starring his lovable tramp character. I hmm. have heard of this one. Have you? I have. And You've I've, heard of Modern Times. I'm You've surprised. heard of Modern Times, but you haven't heard of... From 1936? What are some of the other I've, ones he hasn't heard of? I've also absurd? seen... Almost all of them. <laughs> Citizen Kane, probably. Yeah, you've never heard of Citizen Kane, but you've heard of Modern Times. <laughs> Wait, had you really not heard of Citizen Kane? Did I forget that because it was too painful? No, I had heard of Citizen Kane. I've heard of the expression... There's a couple of I ones think. that really surprised me. I think like Dog Day Afternoon surprised me now. that you hadn't heard of it, Matt. Yeah. Yeah, that blew that my mind. I've actually yeah. seen a good portion of Modern Times already. Really? Yeah. Wow. I'm really, I'm impressed. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I'm really impressed. I'm implexed. 
impressed. I don't know what that means. That means half impressed, half perplexed. <laughs> perplexed by how impressed I am. I went through a phase where I was like kind of into Charlie Chaplin. That's like... <laughs> impressed is like uh, when you do something like... You do a little thing in front of a dog, and they do the head yeah. thing. They like off the side because they have no idea what you just did, but they're also impressed. They're just like, "Huh?" <laughs> head tilt. <laughs> I don't have thumbs. <laughs> do I know the concept of thumb? <laughs> Where did the treat go? <laughs> yeah, it was just in your hand. It looked like you threw something. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's what we're gonna do. Cool. I'm actually right. excited for this one. Yeah. Yeah, implying have that you're I, not excited for other ones. Have wow. either of you seen this? Wow, wow! Matt, have a regular man. Have, have got a regular Clint Eastwood on our hands here. I've watched. Oh, but you've seen part of it. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think I've seen like some of the famous, like the factory scenes and stuff. Yeah. Is this and the then one? I think I started it and didn't get super far. Is this the Charlie one where Chaplin Charlie Chaplin's with? like on the clock? He's like hanging on the clock. I think that's Buster Keaton, isn't it? Oh, it's Charlie Chaplin, right? Is it? I can't remember. I, I can't remember either. Damn it. Well, we'll find out. <laughs> we should watch some Buster Keaton. That dude was legit. So I know the name, but is it same era? Yeah. Okay. Um, same era, but he didn't live as long. Or no, he okay. did, he did live. He just stopped working for some reason. Hmm. Kind of an Orson Welles deal, maybe. Yeah, I think a little bit. Uh, so I might at some point also do a Marx Brothers movie because I've never seen one of those. Yeah. I really wanted to. Okay. I don't yeah. think I've ever seen any of those. Really? Yeah. Cool. All right. So one of us could pick one of the Marx Brothers movies. I don't know how many there are, which one's like the highest like acclaimed one, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Well, I don't know what I'm doing next time yet, so. All right. Stay tuned, folks. We'll figure it out. Yippee-ki-yay-yay. Yippee-ki-yay. What? Like the cowboys say. <laughs> Like the Cowboys, I don't know. Hey, dude. Remember that show from Nickelodeon in the 90s? Anybody? No. Oh, yeah. Deep cut. Anybody? Who knows that show? Write in and tell us. It's syndication. (laughs) I remember Legends of the Gmail.com. Be the first. Gmail. Airhorn. 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 Bye, everybody. See ya. Pam 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 p